<laughs> they ain't ready. I'm ready for this wine though. Shit. She <laughs> got me fucked up. Don't mind me. What is this we got here? We got that, like, that California. Pretty cheap. Menage honestly. trois. <laughs> That's he what said, I'm talking about. He said it's rich, <laughs> it's red, and it's tasty. Three of them. Alright, here we go. Alright, let's see what I get. Uh, hopefully it's a good one. Oh yeah, that's right. The little topic thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Getting to the airport. Ooh. Oh, I just fucking did that. <laughs> so you just yeah. want me to talk about getting to that my process to get into the airport or what? No, no, no. So uh you'll uh so I pick one, Dylan picks one, then you pick one. So okay. I'm gonna talk about getting to the airport. Oh, okay, then, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, here we go. You wanna take that? <clears throat> I'll, I'll keep it out just in case you ready. All right. Bam. Uh so getting to the airport. Uh I used to not live that far from the airport. I probably lived like 10, 15 minutes away. But uh one time I fucking got hired to go shoot out in Utah at this festival, right? Mm -hmm. And I fucking got to the airport on time, early as fuck in the morning. My girl got me there on time, but they didn't tell me. I flew Frontier, fucking shitty-ass airline. <laughs> uh -oh. But uh, they fucking told me, uh, they didn't tell me that they had a South Terminal at the fucking Austin airport. So oh, I was, God. I missed my fucking <clears throat> flight and it fucking sucked. Damn. That's the worst. Maybe like, <laughs> the oh, South you... one's that little one, right? Mm -hmm. On the other side? It's or... like fucking 10, 15 minutes away from yeah. like the actual air. I was yeah. fucking pissed just off. Just in the man. terminal, just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit's, uh, yeah, it's pretty whack. That's uh -huh. how it be happening. What can you do? Fuck it. It's on you, man. What you. What you gonna pull out, man? How you feeling today? Uh, feeling like I would rather not get shave my pubes again, uh, for starters. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm totally not gonna look at it and see what I get. Raisins! Ooh. Wow! Fun! Okay, cool. <laughs> nice and easy. I'd love to wax philosophical about raisins. Why not? You ready? Let's do it. So raisins are cool, man. <laughs> raisins are nice. They're usually a great part of any little cereal business you got going on. Natural sugar. I'm a big proponent nowadays of getting rid of that added sugar. And if you want to get some natural in you, raisin's a great way to go. Hmm. Also, trail mix. <clears throat> if y'all be messing with that trail mix, you got to get the stuff with the raisins in it. Not too much. Don't go overdo it with the sugars and all that. Get you a nice little helping of the, the peanuts and the almonds. Maybe a little cashews and a little nut oh, variety. Cashews. But get some raisins thrown in there too, man. Time. Makes the value good. Makes it solid. <laughs> <laughs> Boys like raisins. Oh, you get timed, huh? Yeah, yeah 30 seconds, man. Right. He said, stop talking about raisins. I fucking hate raisins, man. He said, no, thank oh, you on raisins. I used to not like them when I was a kid, but now they're good for you. So. Raisinettes. Oh, my Slamming. God. Slamming. <clears throat> Raisin brand crunch. Man. What you got? I got shaving your pubic hair. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's funny because, look, like hold, I said, like I was saying earlier. Hold up, I, hold up, hold up. Uh. Do I say it again, what I got? Or... Got it. Go. Uh, so funny because you know how everybody always talks about like the manscaping stuff on YouTube, like yeah. all the YouTubers? <laughs> I actually finally got one, and I got to say, it works. <laughs> so if you've been thinking about it, <laughs> if you've been thinking about it, it works. That's it. So, Man, and it's, yeah, it's, you know, it was a pleasant experience, and I recommend it. He said, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Time. we are escaping the mans. <laughs> Let it be known, mans are escaped. 
on the every, Liz Cannon show. Every like dude podcast is like sponsored by yeah the lawnmower 3.0 man. That's the one I got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out, uh, dude. Their ads are really good, man. I seen yeah. some of their ads in it. I almost bought one, and it's not that expensive either. Well, yeah, they got them at Target too. It's I think. reasonably priced. Yeah, but with the discount codes too, they're not bad. I mean, not oh. bad. Period, but still like. Put it this way, I didn't cut my balls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you can be pretty rough with it, man. <laughs> it has a little light on there, too, so you can kind of see what it, you're you doing. You can use it in the shower, so everything's cool. My Thanks. girl's like kind of, she's like, uh, she says uh, <clears throat> that she doesn't want me to shave my pubes, but I think she's lying. Ooh. And I don't think, honestly, she hasn't seen my penis with my pubes shaved, so I might have to surprise her one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and show up like, what did you do? <laughs> She's going to be like, whoa. Uh, what they say? They said the, uh, oh, they had a really cool analogy of how it just makes your penis look bigger when you shave your pubes. But I can't remember it. I'm sorry, guys. It wasn't that, what, it wasn't a movie for sure, right? Remember that? What's that movie where homie asked homeboy to shave his pubes for him because he's afraid? But uh, But they're like homies. They're straight. They're like. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of Blue Mountain State. Uh, all right, y'all ready? Let's do it. You ready? All right, for sure. Colin, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, hell yeah. <laughs> Got to shake out all the jizz. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all the pubes. Sorry. <laughs> all that pube talk. All right. All right, coming in hot. It's the Loose Cannon Show. My name is Shelly Nix. And my name is Dylan Harkins. Hell fucking yeah. How you feeling today, man? I'm feeling fantastic about yourself, bro. I'm feeling pretty good, man. I'm pretty excited about our guest today, too, man. That makes two of us. And just to put a little bit of icing on the introductory cake, we got a very special guest with us today. My man, Zade Kersey, here in the flesh to talk about everything under the sun that one might find. Thanks for having me, y'all. Really fun to be here and... um, First interview of 2022. Let's get it. Fuck yeah, man. Right. Yeah. For me, I know you guys have been working, so. <laughs> Actually, this is our first one of the year, too. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's only the fifth, right? Ooh. It has to be. Well, cheers to that. Let's... Hey. Yeah, hey, cheers, where's my glass cheers, at? Cheers to that. Put one, in the, yeah, man. put one in the air for him. So, we brought you on to talk about a bunch of different stuff, Zade. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of things, give us a little background about yourself for the folks that don't know you. Like, What's a little bit of backstory that, you know, might give people a good idea on where you come from, what you're about, all that good stuff? Uh, well, like you said, I'm Zaid. Um, it's actually my artist name, um, but it's actually my real name, too, kind of. But you got to kind of, like, Ooh. know me, know me to know what the deal hmm. But we'll leave it at that. If you know, there you, you know. go. But, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm from Mexico. I uh, came here in 98. Mm-hmm. Um, I was lucky enough that... My dad was able to somehow fix my mom up and me and my little brother and got us green cards and been here in Austin since 98 and uh, learned the language from scratch. Uh, Actually, the way I learned English was pretty funny because I used to Mm -hmm. uh, live over there by Battle Band. Uh, I don't know if you guys know where that's at. Battle Band? The park uh, off of Congress. Okay. Uh, You know, it's like kind of famous now for like YouTube YouTubers going to play hoop um, basketball and whatnot over there. Okay. <clears throat> but anyways, I used to live back there in a trailer park and uh my neighbors like three downs three houses down from me were uh 
two kids, a white kid and a black kid. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that their moms were lesbians. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, I had never seen that as a kid coming here to the States or whatever. So yeah. it was like, I would like just hang out with them because they had all like the cool shit and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, they would invite me and we used to play like Duke Nukem and all this like cool shit they had. They had a trampoline, never seen a trampoline in my life before. Like, damn. So it was cool. And they would like, you know, correct me when I said things wrong and like, they were they were they wouldn't make fun of me when yeah. I like mispronounce stuff and so that mm. was pretty cool and I, I picked up a lot of English off of them and um, yeah it was just you know school growing up there and then after that you know obviously learned the language and just did you have any problems like in school <clears throat> I don't know how old you were when you were here did I you was... have any issues in school like with the language barrier second grade is when I came here and uh, I I don't think so not at first because I I. They obviously put me in a class where there was other, like, Spanish-speaking kids. Oh, mm-hmm. that's dope. Um, but the goal for them was, you know, to teach teach me English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think, I don't recall any problems. I actually used to, like, draw a lot even back then. I remember, uh, like, you, you would have to write, like, every day in your uh, journal what you did, like, mm-hmm. the day yeah. before or whatnot. And, like, um, so I would do that. And then below the page, I would always draw, like, a little scene in like crayons and whatnot. Nice. So I clearly remember that, and uh, I think that kept me like busy, like a lot of like my first years here. I can imagine. And, um, but yeah, it was a trip, man, coming over here, like, and just seeing like a city, cause where I come from, it's like a really, really small town. Like mm-hmm. it's less than two hundred people. Um, What's the name of the town? Man, let me see if I can pronounce it right for you. Quatlita. Uh, Quatlita. Yeah, wow. uh, it's Shout like two and a half to three hours south of Mexico City. Okay. Um, and it's a small, like you know, it's like rural. Like there's really nothing there. Um, no AC. Like damn. Yeah, bro. Wow. Like uh, so, on top of the roofs, there's like these big, big ass black tanks, mm-hmm. and those get filled up like maybe once. They used to be filled up once a week. I don't know how they do it now. Maybe now it's three three times a week. But anyways, they fill those tanks up, and that's all you get for the week to like take a shower and oh, use the restroom. Shit. I didn't know you were talking wow. about water. <laughs> he said that's a septic, Damn. man. Yeah, man. And um, you know, to wash your dishes or whatever, they fill up like a concrete tank with water, and that's all you get till they turn the water on again. And mm. that's how like. Next to that concrete tank, there's like a washboard made out of concrete, and that's like where they'll they'll wash like dishes and stuff like that. Damn, um, talk about fucking humble beginnings, man. Yeah, man. Like I recently just came back from there. Uh, I visited like a couple of days ago, and it was my first time going back in 17 years. Mm. Man, so I was going back thinking like you know. Oh, Things have changed. Like the buildings have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same. He said, "No, nah, ain't <laughs> Obviously, you know, like they have like washing machines now and shit mm. like that, and TVs and everything. But like, for the most part, everything's still like the water thing's still the same. Um, you know, people that work out in the fields earn like 125 pesos a day, which mm. it, I think is the equivalent of like five bucks. Wow. Man. Like, so if you think about like actually like doing like some real work in the fields, like earning five bucks a day like that's crazy man. yeah so it was it was definitely a good experience going back it, it you know a lot of perspective I yeah it, it made me realize how lucky i i i am that 
this guy chose my mom to be his lady mm -hmm. and somehow he came to this side and got a green car himself and then he set it up where he could bring us you so, bring in the whole family yeah so you pack your bags be going to the usa yeah so <laughs> i've been awesome. here since 98 and uh i think i can probably say i'm a texas boy now <laughs> yeah. you remember what kind of like food you were eating like oh when yeah you were, like in mexico yeah man like a lot of uh so here it's the equivalent so here they have a. Uh, what they call chorizo uh -huh. over there they call it longanisa okay which is a different like it's the same it's basically the same like uh -huh. if you were looking at it it's the same shit yeah but it tastes so much better because it's like <laughs> all like organic and oh yeah and whatnot and you know we ate a lot of like you know Homestyle. real humble like rice and beans like eggs like, you know like really like simple stuff um i used to go hunting with my uncle well he would take me like fishing mm -hmm. and i remember he would used to make like my uh, my fishing rod out of like uh this cariso cane really? and he would like you know rig it up for me and we used to go fish like in the little like rivers and you know i he would always catch the fish i was just going there just, yeah he's just because i was hanging out i was a little kid but i clearly remember him making slingshots too out of like trees that he found like the branches Oh, that's like damn. That. Yeah. And he would like cut it, you know, shave it down a little bit, tie his own like rubber, whatever. And they back then they used to hunt with those like uh, iguanas, like mm -hmm. big iguanas. Oh, yeah. Damn. And um, they would Just pop them in the head. Pop them, them in the head. Yeah, no, like they got their aim like on point. And I've they seen would Bear Girls do some shit. Fucking, like that. yeah, and they'll <laughs> kill, kill them right there, gut it, clean it right there on the river, and then take it home and cook it. Yeah. And so uh, this dinner right here. You uh, you said you were when you came uh, to America and you were in second grade. You you were that's when you remember drawing. So um, was that the point where where you realized that like your your drawing was on a different tier than like level than your peers, <clears throat> or were you just thought you nah. were just drawing just was, like any other kid? I was just drawing like any other kid. Mm -hmm. uh, I still have some of those journals actually. Nice. So nice. like, Hell yeah. I wish I could see some shit that I was the, drawing when I was. What, yeah, five, six I have years like old. I think I have like I have to dig up more, but I think I have one for sure, and I can like see what I was drawing, and it was really just me drawing like super simple stuff, stick figures, kind of describing like the day that I. What I did the day before, because that was like yeah. the assignment. Like, the teacher was like, "Write about your day, what you did, yeah. the weekend or whatever." But uh, I think it wasn't until like around fourth grade, third or fourth grade, where I actually like started realize that motherfuckers would pick me to be in their group project <laughs> if it involved oh, artwork. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I started kind of started realizing. I was like, okay, maybe like I'm like I have something here. I have a little something. something. Yeah. yeah. That's what? when I that's when I realized it. Yeah. Were they calling you Zaid back then? No, nah, my my oh, okay. my real name. Okay. My cool, real cool, legal cool. name. Yeah, boy. <laughs> that's dope. I'll let man. you know after the after the. Thing yeah, when they can shut the cameras off. The government name. Right. <laughs> so how so how long altogether have you been? I guess as how long have you considered yourself an artist at this point? Um, that's a good question. Cause you know every artist, if you ask ask them how long you've been drawing, they'll be like, "Oh my life." Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's like the typical answer, and it's true. But I would say, I would say around, if I'm really being honest here, like around 2011, 12 ish mm -hmm. is when I really started taking it serious. Yeah. And when I was like, man, I need to like, I don't want to work at a regular job. Like, yeah. I don't want to mm -hmm. like, I need to like 
do something else. So I started looking into like graphic design, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I, I taught myself how to use uh, Adobe Illustrator, which is like the nice. program you would use to make like logos and stickers. Because back then it was the whole like, back then like streetwear was like really popping mm -hmm. off still. Like, you know, back then Crooks and Castles was still like yeah. the Big fresh time. beginning. Like, uh, what else? Like, uh, Obey, 10 Deep. Obey, has Obey some good art, 10 man. Deep. Yep. Uh, Fucking, they were still like in their infant. Well, they they were been they've been around, but that's when people were still like barely discovering them, like yeah, Cloud yeah, Kicker, yeah. like all this shit. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was like really like, man, I want to like do logos too. Like I want to do my own clothing and shit. So yeah. I was really driven by like the fashion back then, like mm -hmm. the streetwear and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, man, I need to do my own thing like that. So I, I taught myself how to how to use Adobe Illustrator because mm -hmm. I really wanted to make like the stickers. That's where I made the stickers and whatnot. And um, so yeah, that's 2011, 2012. 2011, 2012. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's when I. And before before we move any further, got to give a man props on providing the Loose Cannon show with some beautiful sticker art. This is some Zade Kiersey straight off the boat, fresh <laughs> dopeness right here. Okay, we let me see that, man. Yeah, you can't get yeah. those anymore because they sold out. So. Ooh. Limited run. Let them know about it. These are cool, man. I really love uh, the colors, and I um, really love like, especially this one right here. It looks like so. Uh, Look at that. this one right here. One because it has gold teeth, but uh, and it had was that a bag of money in its hand? Yeah. Oh shit! Just robbed a bank. Um, Got him. But it looks so evil, you know, and like uh, almost like the 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 red guy and the Powerpuff Girls. He has that big oh, smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like mischievous, kind of like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, yeah, I like yeah. a lot of my characters to kind of look like that. But, Fuck yeah, yeah, man, that shit's dope. Mm -hmm. When do you uh do you like come up with these characters like on the fly, or do you like you have dreams about these things? How do you come up with these these characters that you draw? Uh, where they just come with the stroke, you know? Honestly, yeah. Sometimes they, like I just like start a new canvas and just kind of sketch some. Especially now because it's uh, like a lot of it is digital, so it's yeah. real easy to like undo. So you can you know do a bunch of like lines and re delete them and then you know. Yeah. So a lot of it starts off like that, just me fucking <clears throat> around with some lines, unless I have like a specific concept of like a, what I want it to look like, you mm -hmm. know, like. But for the most part, man, I really always just start with an open mind and then just whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. because I remember back in the day, you was, doing, um, you was doing a lot more request work and a lot more, uh, I guess what one might call like traditional Commissions and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 essentially stuff like that. And I remember back in the day when we was all hanging out in Austin, like me, Pi, Cam, all them other boys... We'd always be like, yo, where's Zade at? And it's like, that man's working. He was yeah. like, damn, the hustle really does never stop. But it really, I mean, that hustle's brought you to where you are now, where you're doing all sorts of different things under this artistic umbrella and experiencing a level of success a lot of people can only dream about. So you got to give yourself props on that, man. I actually remember that period of time you're talking about. And is uh, it was really like I would stay up till like, four or five in the morning sometimes like mm -hmm. on the weekends like friday saturday nights like just drawing and drawing like because when i had a project going and like i just wanted to like add as much progress as i could mm -hmm. and uh yeah man i clearly remember that like i remember turning down a lot of like and I, at some point i started feeling bad like a lot of homies were like hitting me up to hit like hang out and i would mm -hmm. be like nah, I'm, I'm busy i'm doing mm -hmm. this to a certain point where I thought some of them stopped hitting me up, period, because they <laughs> yeah. knew I was going to say no, which yeah. I can't blame them, you know? Yeah. Like, but uh, I do remember that. And uh, 
yeah, man, I um, I wouldn't trade it for the world because uh, you lose yourself when you're working like that. Oh and yeah. Once, once uh, I think every artistic person can can relate. Once you find that, once you enter that flow state, you're you know it's just like, I don't want to do anything else. You're <laughs> in there and that's it, and nothing else matters. Well, I was gonna ask like the late nights, like the grind, like not being able to hang out with your friends when you want to. Does that did that did that ever? ruin it for you did you, did you ever become like jaded and not really not like wanna no not really you know? because for the most part it helps that i'm an introvert uh-huh so you know i i like my alone time and yeah. i like spending a lot just doing my own thing uh there's a couple times of course you know you're like seeing their stories or whatever yeah. like <laughs> all the homies partying. partying and shit but then i always think like i always like to remind myself like there's only the moment in the present yeah and you know you can be sad that you missed out about a party like last week or whatever but really you can only really experience in the moment yeah so there was always gonna be more like parties or oh yeah you know whatever so i never really tripped on it like like that i feel like it's a good problem to have like mm-hmm. you know to have so much work when you're doing what you love of course for sure because you know? it's not even work Right. It's just yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're doing what you love. Something you enjoy doing, so you're going to do it. So, uh let's back up a little bit. Like, uh what is your like style? Like, what do you do? Like, do you like you 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 paint? Do you like what's <clears throat> like the style of art, visual art that you do? Trouble answering that because I don't I don't think I have a style. Mm. I guess uh, I well, I'm sorry, I'll let you finish. Do, yeah, with like I mean, some, some people might might describe my style as real clean uh-huh. and sharp, colorful. Yeah. But it's like if I want tomorrow, I can start painting. Or yeah. Right. The next day, I can start spray painting, or the next day, I can go work on my computer and do a digital. But you uh, feel proficient in all of that. Yes, one hundred. Nice. That's yeah. really awesome. Rock and That's roll. amazing, bro. Yeah. A true artist, you know, all the way through, man. Yeah. It's so awesome. I guess my style is like you don't know what I'm gonna do next. Yeah. That's what you have to keep people on their toes. Yeah, I used to do it a lot, and it's like riding a bike, man. Like you <laughs> pick it up, like you. But it's I haven't done it in a while, just cause, um, I got in trouble for it, and <laughs> then like paint started to get like real expensive back yeah. in the day when I was doing it, um, and really all the shit I was doing was like illegal anyways, so yeah. like it wouldn't last. And so nowadays, if I'm gonna do it, like I want to do it on a wall where, like, that ain't getting I, painted I'm chilling. over. Like, no, they don't even have to even pay me to be honest, bro. Like, mm-hmm. just fucking let me paint a wall and like yeah. let me yeah. chill here without having to worry about like, <laughs> cops and people listening for the like, little yeah, shaker yeah. thing. Yeah, so yep. yeah, but I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's like riding a bike for sure. And as far as the art process, all of it incorporating your lifestyle and all that's concerned. Do you recall like a certain point where it became a sustainable lifestyle for you to where you could feed your like you could essentially like pay your bills with art? Yeah, uh, I would say shortly after I learned uh, Adobe Illustrator. Yeah, um, I took maybe like two years. So like around 2014, 2015, I could I could tell that I was like really like on my way. Uh, part of it because I was able to pay my car payment with my art money Rock at the time. I was had a car payment at the time, so I was like, "Man, as long as I can like pay my car payment every month mm-hmm. with my art money, then I'm doing it right." 
that like that was my goal and i did i ended up paying my whole car that way hell the yeah BMW i used to have i don't know if you remember that white car oh i remember that that shit was clean um, man but yeah uh i paid that off of my art money and then i was like okay like if i didn't have this car payment i could save even more money but after i didn't have a car payment i was spending more money on like, stupid oh, shit yeah. so it's like <laughs> fuck so you know it's it i don't know why it happens like that but it does but I feel like the more money you make, the more money you spend. You yep. know? True. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. But it's like, uh, but I think like once you like start making like an actual amount of money that can like actually change people's lives, you start to be more careful with it and you oh, start yeah. like being more smart about it with it, you know, so. For sure. So, because you work yeah. so hard for it. you don't Yeah. Wanna, it's a lot of yeah. input. You don't want to just see it just float away, easy, easy come, easy yeah, go. Yeah. I can't imagine like me not working for like a like me getting like a million dollars and not working not doing anything for it man i couldn't imagine like what i'd fucking do with that shit man because it's it's like you don't have that feeling right it's like i worked for this you know that's why i should be careful with this but it's like you get a free one million dollars and and then like just just it depends on the person just to go off topic real quick like with this like whole nft thing Mm -hmm. like people that are making a lot of money just that aren't even artists yeah just buying like these little collections and then flipping them like you can only imagine like it's crazy how they feel like oh yeah spending like two hundred dollars on uh what they call a mint to up to generate the thing and then selling it for fucking 50 plus thousand dollars it's like yeah it's It's crazy how that works man yeah i when it comes to that man i try to i'm an artist first and then i all that other shit is kind of secondary but speaking of all because you brought it up yourself, I mean, it seems only right to kind of dovetail into it. You are relatively involved in the crypto space. You got a good understanding, a good knowledge of it. When did you find yourself first becoming involved in the space? Did something initially attract last you more year, so than anything? Last year in November, just browsing Twitter like always, mm-hmm. uh, came across. Uh, I think this. I came across this account called Super Rare, mm-hmm. and they were, you know, they're a platform where artists can mint or upload is what you know mm-hmm. i heard of super rare yeah. Yeah, yeah you upload your work there and they uh focus on one of the one art pieces not collections like just one of the ones yeah mm-hmm. and you know i was just browsing there and then like clicked on their page and just you know saw some of the artists they were retweeting and like some of the money they were making which even back then wasn't even a lot last yeah. year and uh i was like man what the hell is this like shit i mean i you know they're making this much money i can do it too yeah so i kind of you know just looked into it went on their website and started reading about it applied to it and that was november and that I, was november of 2020 is that correct or 2020 yes yes 2020. okay gotcha and um i wait you, you have to go through this application process you make a video of yourself t- talking about yourself and whatnot. yeah share some upload some pieces of yourself or of, of your art and um, then you just wait. And mm-hmm. uh, luckily, I only waited like a month and a half, two months, because in December is when they I got the you got accepted notification. Nice. And uh, you're pretty hype, huh? Yeah, I was excited, bro. <laughs> I was like, man, f- like finally I get a chance to like you know see what this is all about. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is up to that point, I was already kind of I had already started working on this piece called Faces. And, um, you know, I was like, man, if I get accepted into Super Rare, like, this is going to be my first piece that introduces me into, like, the crypto world. Yeah. Uh, 
because that's always been my goal and my my motto is uh i don't want to upload any old work that exists before i even knew about nfts because i wanted to keep it fresh yeah yeah the only time i would do that is if a collector is browsing my collection and they come across something old and they were like hey i'm interested in this blah 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 that's the only way i would do it Uh but uh, i i decided for me personally it would be in my best interest to just start fresh with something new keep working on it day every day and let people see the progress of you know because i always share my progress a lot yeah um so I thought it would be cool for them to see the progression of that piece. And it ended up working out for me because, you know, I, I'm a true believer that if you share enough behind the scenes uh, to your audience, it, they come with you. They're they're part of the journey. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they were they were there f- from the first sketch you showed. So, like, once they, when they see the final, they're like, oh, man, I remember when he was just working on this. Like, yeah. It was it's yeah. cool to see the progress. That's so, important, man. Yeah. Even like not even just with like drawing or just like visual art well i guess what the example i'm going to use is visual art but like even like music videos and like uh movies and like people love seeing like the deleted scenes the behind the scenes making the video you know i read this book by austin cleon he actually lives in austin i think he's a writer uh but he really emphasized um well the book's about just uh how to um just for like creators and how to like grow with your creativity and you know but um he really stresses opening your opening up the door to your like progress and yeah like let the, other people the, see the what you're mm-hmm. because if I, i'm i believe if you just like and so a lot of people artists do it and they do it good and props to them um but if you uh just bust out a new piece out of nowhere <laughs> like yeah it might be like the shock factor and be like oh shit this is cool and a lot of mm-hmm. people will like it it just depends on your audience too yeah. but like for me what works for me is bringing my audience with me from the beginning oh yeah you know and let then them see from the them, ground up yeah because I, I mean i put in so much hours into my stuff that like it would be dumb for me not to share that yeah you know it's a lot of work you put in yeah. you might as well show it off like this is what i'm spending my time doing please believe <laughs> All right, so um, I don't know. I saw this on your Instagram, bro. I had to ask. Are, are you like a, one of those like sneakerhead guys, man? I uh, seen you hit on the sneakers app, bro. One time, I seen you hit on. The <laughs> I hit one time app. in like the last five years. I don't. Uh, I don't know how that works. Honestly, I always see people posting about that. It says you know? that if you buy a lot of stuff, that you are like more likely to hit. But this is but like a, how, just like a raffle, right? Yeah, but then how can you hit if you can't buy the shit because you never hit? So it's like fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know how it works. Uh-huh. And some people get lucky as fuck all the time. And mm. I'm just not one of them. I hit on the off-white dunks on lot number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the first time I hit like in two years, bro, or something like that. But uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm kind of somewhat of a sneakerhead a little bit. Uh, not mm. so much nowadays. Um, you know, back in the day, it was a lot easier to get shoes. And, yeah, yeah. Now the sneaker uh, game's fucked up. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> fun anymore. It's just like, Tough. you know, you got all these resellers. Which props, I get it. You're making yeah. your money, but it's yeah. it's like, bro, I don't know. But I mean, I, I every now and then I get lucky with a pair here and there. Or mm. uh, there has to be like a special pair that I'll pay those fucking StockX prices for. But, but mm. you, it's rare. The But it's like a, if you hit, you get the shoes for free, right? Or 
No, Wait, I don't know how. Pay. I don't know how. You gotta you, pay. You still, oh, okay. You, you okay. hit for the opportunity to opportunity buy them. Opportunity to buy. Them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought at first, but when I saw everybody like trying to no. do it, I'm like, all right, everybody. No, no, no. The, you that's know? your opportunity <laughs> just to buy them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was gonna say I'm gonna try to jump in this shit. Then you know you miss 100 percent of shots you don't take type shit. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. with the sneakers, yeah, you kind of. <laughs> Kind of do. It's, it's kind of frustrating, but you're every fucking every time you're on there, fucking trying to see if you hit. And I always like, I never buy to resell or anything, bro. Yeah. I buy to wear my shit. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like sucks when you see all these fools with their like twenty pairs and <laughs> I, got all, I got a whole wall of these just set up to check them out and all that. Yeah, yeah. but I'm still pretty much yeah, man. I, I love that culture still. I you know, it's um, it's dope and. For sure, for sure. All right, so um, I still want to talk about NFTs, man, yeah, because yeah, sure. it's a uh, it's it's crazy, man. It's a hot uh, topic. I I've uh, kind of recently dove into it myself, you know. Um, in the past couple months, I created this like uh, this character, and I just I draw him pretty much every day, like a different version of him, right? And uh, I wanted to ask you: Have you ever um, heard of? Um, there's a bunch of things like this, but like uh, spatial. Have you ever heard, ever heard of spatial? I have not. Spatial is just like uh, it's basically one of those free galleries. Basically, you oh, okay. get this free oh, like thing. VR. Yeah. Not, I guess it is a VR space. I guess, but you uh, they give you this room. You can pick which room, what style room you want, and you can just put your art all over the walls. And then okay. you can invite people. You send people a link, and then they come into the gallery. They create an avatar, and then they just walk around, and uh, they you can just show them your art. So it's like kind of like a portfolio, but in an actual okay, virtual yeah. gallery. There's kind of like on-site. On yeah, Cyber on has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's where the, the clones uh, really did their pods on Cyber. Damn. Yeah. But okay, so it's okay. I know what you're talking about. But it's also you don't have to mint them to put them up either. I know on Cyber they have to be, or minted, or they have to like. I I, I try. You talking about the art on the walls and stuff like yes, that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, mean, I I actually haven't even played with mine, so I don't mm -hmm. know. But I I know what you're saying. Where you like it has to be only like NFTs, right? Or you can just yeah. upload your own like artwork. On spatial, you can just upload JPEGs okay, and videos cool. and shit like that. Uh, but on um. Cyber on cyber it has to be linked to like OpenSea and all. It has all to be that a shit. minted NFT yeah, or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. How would you? What would you? How would you define an NFT to someone who's never even heard the term before? How would you put it in layman's terms? It's. Uh, I mean, obviously, non fungible token is right. the yeah. abbreviation. Um, it's like um, it's almost like a bulletproof ledger. Um. It's essentially record keeping of when something first was invented on the blockchain or uploaded on the blockchain. And mm. you can see every single interaction that ever happens with that piece of art when it's minted, uh, a.k.a. uploaded. Uh, when someone bids on it, it's on there. When someone outbids that person is on there. When someone wins the auction is on there. Whenever mm -hmm. that person, if they ever sell it, is on there. If they transfer it for free to somebody, it's on there. It's just basically a constant ledger, mm -hmm. digital ledger. And, yeah. you know, that token that is associated with that piece of art is unique. It's the only one in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it like a, a so, one out of one. Yeah, so it gives like, it value. Unique, yeah. It's, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've um, I always, like, try to explain it to people. 
and it never gets through, man. It's like hit or miss. It never like like what? It, like, it, it's like a it, for even simpler terms, it's another medium for art. Yeah, yeah. It's if like, you really think about it, there's and I always think about like it, I always try to explain it to people in this way. People are always like, well. What's why is it cost so much money or why they always have these questions of like what's so special about it and in the physical world where there's like actual like people like do these paintings and mm-hmm. these they hang it on their walls and shit like there's actually there's people out there who are art collectors that's what they do they collect right. art and people can digest that in a physical sense, but for some reason, people don't understand digital art collectors. It's lost in translation. Yeah. I think, too, from what I've read is a lot of it is, um, and they could just be saying this, but this is what I read online, is um, the digital part of it is, like, uh, it's easier to collect, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about this physical thing, this painting. If you move apartments or whatever, it's still in your digital files. Like, yeah. It's easier to, you know, to move. But, you know, another thing, too, and I am I come from the traditional world, so what I do is I always include a one-out-of-one physical ah, print with mm-hmm. the NFT that I never reprint. Like, that collector is the only one that ever has it. I don't even reprint it for myself. Yeah. Uh, I'll do, like, an alternate color version of that piece if the collector's cool with it. And for the most part, they've all been cool with it. And yeah. I only do like tops 12, 15 copies of that to try to get back to like the people that were here from the beginning. Because a lot of the people that were here from the beginning can like afford like some of the digital one yeah. NFTs now. But yeah. like prints, uh, you know, still, yeah. you know, are still a good way for them to be able to get some of my art. And that's why I really do it. Because really, I'm only making more work for myself doing that, like the shipping yeah. and printing yeah. them and this and that. Different logistics, all that. Yeah, and like, you know, I could just sell an NFT and make a lot more money than that. But it's not even about that. It's about me still having that connection with my my audience that helped me get to where I'm at, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's one... Th- and then there's a, plenty of people that do that, that, that uh, have a one-on-one counterpart uh-huh. to the NFT, which I think it just makes sense, you know? If the collector wants a physical of it, I'm gonna send you one. Like I feel like it adds a little bit of utility too. Yeah, know? but so. I mean, then that's another thing too. Like, what's the utility? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. utilities could be many things. Like, yeah, I mean, that guitar right there that's hanging there obviously has the utility of you can play it. But when you're yeah. not playing it, you're it's a decoration. I yeah. kind of hate that question, that's, man. That's utility, like, right? Like, it's, <laughs> what's the utility? It's sitting there for your enjoyment, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Same thing with like crypto itself. Like a lot of people always ask, like. What's the big deal? Why should I care about cryptocurrency and things like that? And as someone that's like, you know, pretty well entrenched in the space, like what is something that you see a lot of people have the wrong idea about as far as it relates to like cryptocurrency it's NFTs and all that? Pyramid scheme. Ponzi scheme. Um, Ponzi scheme. That's yeah. like the main one. Like it kind of has that vibe, you know, especially like when like in like when I uh, jump in like the Twitter spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's I see like at least like ten tweets a day, like drop your NFTs. I got so much. Oh, those ETH are to spend. those are just fuckers. Uh, yeah, farming for engagement. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the biggest one. Like it's a scheme. Like you're scamming people. We're killing the environment type <laughs> shit. But then like it's like the same people. Like if you go look at if you go research, I don't know. If I have the numbers. I've seen it online. But if you go research, how much energy it takes to like send out an email 
or shit like that or mm-hmm. like bro you like you're a fucking hypocrite like yeah. <laughs> like and you go compare like the energy used for like mining like bitcoin and ethereum and it's way less than like the energy for like a bunch of other infrastructure that we so it's like you know it's like, a co- I mean, what, it's like are, what are you gonna like can't really argue with the rock it's like yeah. cognitive <laughs> it's like cognitive dissonance almost where it's like they focus on the negatives where right there's positives to be associated with it too there's positive negatives with everything in life oh yeah exactly. you know and the, the one that's the, the trippiest to me is when other artists hate on it mm. and it's like i met it I they're met, like dying on their hill that they don't want to like kill the environment or this and that but i'm like dude like don't you want to like make money and even if you don't give a fuck about money, like you can use that money to go fucking help the environment or like <laughs> or your, you know, your family. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. take care of your peoples. Yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. You know, to each their own. Yeah, it doesn't affect me. Like, what can you do? But I mean, as you know, you've got you. There's a lot to be garnered from the space. It's still relatively young. Where do you see the developments like going from here? Like I know there's a lot of people that still all say the same, like, oh, we're still early. It's still early. Yeah. Da da da. Do you see like any big prominent developments on the horizon that you think this is probably where like the space itself is going more so than anything uh, else? definitely gaming. Like I've heard video game yeah, is gonna man. be like uh, a big thing with NFTs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh shout out to my friend Sobi. I know he's doing stuff like that. Uh and I'll keep it a hundred. Like I really don't like keep up that much with it. Like, mm-hmm. but like I know like everybody's talking about gaming is like the next new, new thing. How they're gonna implement NFTs to it? Exactly, I'm not one hundred percent sure. But that one, and then of course like the the whole metaverse, like you're talking about with the gal- online galleries. Yeah, and, like, sandbox. Sandbox. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Nike just acquired. Uh, Facebook Artifact just changed Studios. their name to Meta. Yeah, <laughs> Adidas <laughs> did a little partnership with the the ape people, the board ape yacht club people. Mm-hmm. Have you heard? Speaking of board apes, have you heard about like the so called like racism? Yeah, discussions um, going on. I with think the I don't NFTs? know, man. I was kind of looking into that, and like, I mean, some of the like the logos kind of like, but it's like a stretch, bro. Yeah, it's it, like, I think it's a reach. For it's sure. a reach. Uh, the I think. Uh, I believe it's Yuga Labs who made them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they did like a whole thread on like the founders. And like, I think it's like a Jewish guy, a Turkish <laughs> guy. And like, I, yeah, basically like the least racist people you would think that are Nazi German. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really, I think it's all like just people fucking I think trying to create other- a negative like you know impact on that project just yeah because they hate on it or whatever yeah. and it's it's crazy because it's you kind of see it a lot like if you if you're kind of like invested in a certain project yeah and it's kind of you know somewhat successful you'll see other projects other people in other projects kind of like talk Start, down kind of dog on it, it yeah. is what they call it and yeah fear and uncertainty or some shit like that and For- um and they kind of start, you know, to kind of like either drive the prices down or yep. just stupid shit, bro. But it's people just stirring up drama pretty much because they're now fucking rich and have yeah. nothing else better to do. <laughs> from what I can understand, uh, from I was hearing some people speak on it and they were making it seem like there's like this like cultish group of people who just compare bored apes to black people and. If that's the case, then I mean, I mean, 
fuck it. I don't. Yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah, like, man. Like, I don't. I. It it's does, not the found. Like the people who make board apes. Like, I mean, they. I, if as long as it's not them, you know, and I don't care if they have gold teeth and like chains. Like that's dope. Like the board yeah. apes are cool, man. They're dope. I I, 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 I look. I'll be honest with you. I don't really vibe that much with the art, but mm-hmm. I respect what they're doing for the for the space. Uh-huh. Uh, they're definitely one of the blueprints for everything they've done uh-huh. and like all oh, the sh- they basically done a lot of stuff for their community and that's why the floor on them is i think it's like 60 something eth which is yeah you could do the yeah. math i think eminem just bought that one for like 500 yeah. yeah. the problem i have not the problem but i think with the thing with those like celebrities buying those i think someone's telling them i see yep, where you're going like yeah, buy yeah. this just to like kind of like not stay relevant because Eminem is always going to be relevant to a certain yeah. point. But, but it's like, this is the thing you yeah, should do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like their PR manager or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Get into this and say NFT GM or something. <laughs> yeah. You'll get a Post it as your Twitter avatar. It's, yeah, and you'll, do get it right now. you'll get some engagement or type shit. So. Yeah. You, pri- uh, you've only sold NF- you only sell NFTs for ETH, right? Yes, I'm on the Ethereum blockchain. Blockchain. Only. Okay, that's yeah. how. That's how. You, okay. Uh, have you heard of like the other blockchains like Near and Solana? Yeah, I have. Uh-huh. Um, I have. I honestly can't really say speak much on them. Mm-hmm. I really haven't dug in in much. Uh, my thing is, I'm for now staying exclusive to Super Rare. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm. They're on Ethereum. So as long if yeah. if they somehow make it to where they bridge it, and there's other networks, other blockchains they can accept, and maybe I'll accept other type mm-hmm. of. Uh, crypto but for the most part right now it's i'm in ethereum only yeah and that's just that's just another like in my mind business move that makes sense for me that's to stay exclusive to this platform yeah yeah you don't spread yourself too thin you know yeah 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 i guess where i was going with that is uh how i mean this might might be a weird question um how exactly do you like price your art whether it's on the blockchain or not um for me it's um so I, there was this tattoo, uh, documentary a while back on Netflix, and it made a lot of sense. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Chris Garver. Hmm. He used to be in, uh, one of the tattoo artists on Miami Inc. Nice. Okay. Uh, the the bald guy. He was, he is really good. Mm-hmm. And he, to paraphrase what he said, and I might be saying it completely wrong, but <laughs> the reason why you pay him a certain amount of money for this rose tattoo is. Because he's been practicing all his life to do this rose tattoo. Yeah. You know, perfect the way you want it. And you came to him. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's charging you that much. And it kind of makes sense. Like, I I definitely have a long way to go. And I don't consider myself anywhere close to the greats. But I built myself enough to where I know, like, a certain... My my worth pretty much, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I know what I put in into my pieces. People know what I put into my pieces. Mm-hmm. That's why I share a lot of the progress shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I I try to um, put stuff out there that I that really comes from the heart. Yeah. Because if I really want, if I was really in this space for the money, I would have been minting all my old shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be doing like. Quick, scraping I, everything yeah though, like yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll upload a piece every month like you know last it's been i think a couple months since my last nft you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i the the money's cool yeah don't get me wrong it helps a lot and you know helps me do a lot of things but but really it's like re- i really do put the art first yeah you know, for sure and i think you know people see that and people see how you move 
And I think you kind of can base yourself on your price on that too. Like, you know, I've been around for a while now, so I kind of, in my mind at least, I deserve to, you know, price my stuff a certain way. Yeah, you've you've got enough cachet built up to where you can kind of hold yourself to a higher standard in that regard. Right. I yeah. mean that's what that's why I see it and like yeah know. it makes perfect yeah. sense. It's I mean it, I mean it's your art people are either gonna buy it or not you know yeah it's exactly like, you know so you, I mean you could sell it how and all the know? stuff I sold so far in the NFT space I never put a a price auction I just, yeah I never do an auction or anything oh, I just okay. I, I just upload the NFT and then people bid on it oh, okay um, okay so. That's how I've done it. For this nice. next one, I might change it up though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm spending a lot of time on this next one, and it's it's definitely gonna be like my, my best piece ever. Really, but you always say that about your yeah your piece. Yeah. But I mean, this one's definitely for sure gonna be like my best one so far. Do you have yeah. a Do you have a piece aside from this one you're working on now that you feel like is your I guess most prized creation, or just the one piece that reflects the effort and inspiration you have in the most succinct way? Uh there's two. No, there's three. Ooh. <laughs> um my Genesis piece definitely faces uh my first NFT. Uh just because that one's kinda like the same style that I'm the as the one I'm working right now. Yeah. But the one I'm working right now is like a hundred times on steroids compared to that one. Wow. And uh that's just from like a crazy vibey, like trippy style mm-hmm. uh, point of view. But then from a technical point of view where, like, I really, like, like I was like, damn, like, this is, like, the best piece of art I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's probably my graphite piece, uh, Garden of Rebirth, that one girl with the spider in oh, the Oh, yeah, that, that's right. I remember that one. That I did all by pencil. That one, actually, that's why uh, a collector came. Well, I, I posted something about, like, hey, this the only way I would mint this is a collector came to me. And sure enough, a collector came into my DMs, and he was like, I'm interested in this piece. Nice. And um, that and that was one of my older ones, but he came into my DMs and asked me for it, so that's why I sold it to him. Uh, but anyways, that one, cause that one's all like hand drawn with pencil. Yeah, I, that piece is like for sure. When I finished that, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I can't believe I made this. I can't believe wow. I made this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, like from a digital standpoint, the one I did for well, the one that Sobe ended up buying, Sobe and these. Shout out to them. Uh, was my Alnatec piece that alien looking one? Oh yeah, I remember that. Just because the purple guy, right? Yeah, because yeah. stuff like that is like, like you kind of you have to make shit look a certain way to make sense. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like the faces one is all like shapes, and I can random shapes and make them look cool. That one, like, this is an actual creature from my imagination. Yeah, and he's got two hands, and this hand has to look one way, and then the other hand has to look the other way because it's an opposite hand. So that one was more technically difficult mm-hmm. when it came to that. And um, so I would say between those three pieces, probably are. I feel that. Like I, remember, where I, was like, I remember there was one. Uh, I remember checking out your page. I think it was on Super Rare. You made one for your mom's, I believe. Yeah, and I remember was, seeing that. Was and I was some, like, it was, wow, it was in honor of my mom, and it was for my my birthday. Um, it was, it's called Ascension, mm-hmm. and it basically just talked about it. It was a, it was a piece to honor my mom because when she had me, uh, she actually had a tumor in her, um, and um. The doctor had told her that there was a chance that if she had me with the tumor, that she could die. But if they took out the tumor, that I could die. So she just went for it. Wow. And had me 
and like everything worked out. Savage. So yeah, like awesome. So like that piece, if you look at it, like the flowers, it's her giving me life. The water's life coming down, and then the pool is basically you know just your life and your years in this earth, and then that's why there's a spillage to it on the other side. That's your life ending because when you're born, that's you're automatically taking your first breath towards death. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like it has like a smaller stream going down. And then the pool, the stairs to the pool breaking down into like space. And that's, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it was kind of like that to represent that, that whole just me pretty much life being here by luck. And yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah, that, that one was a pretty important piece too. That one was easier though. It wasn't, that one was more about the meaning and it felt softer. Softer. Yeah. And it was more about just like, this, you know, moms are, yeah. mom's love is soft and you know that's mm-hmm. it, that's what I was going for it wasn't anything compared to my other ones where like they're harsher and it's like, like a lot of looking. sharp angles yeah, a lot yeah, of like yeah, exactly. kind of rough like cutting so where, where can people find your art online is there a central place where you direct people to go where it's like if you want to check out a Zaid piece go here uh my Instagram if you if Instagram if you want to see like just like it's I see Instagram now I use it like a little mini portfolio really. yeah it's really just to upload all your pieces. If you really want to see everything, everything's on there. And it's just like my my name is Zade Currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Twitter is like really... Twitter is really where all this crypto stuff is moving, oh, by yeah. the way. So yeah, like yeah, if yeah. anybody's interested in, in the crypto stuff, you got to make a Twitter. You have to. Yep. It would be a very toxic place. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, that's where it's moving. But Twitter is really like where I'm at. I'm on every day. And um, it's, Twitter's Jay Roughhouse for my middle name. Uh, Jay Roughhouse and Roughhouse and uh, you know used back in the day back when I started doing logos I was under Roughhouse Arts mm-hmm. and you know I just for my name throwback I didn't want to be known as Roughhouse hey Roughhouse Arts it so was up it, Roughhouse Arts so I kind of <laughs> you know I put my initial of my middle name in front Jay Roughhouse so I kind of started going by that for a little bit but yeah man just if you Google me, say curtsy, you can find everything. Said, just Google me, I'll, I'll pop up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> what are some things that you do um, to kind of challenge yourself and your art to make sure that you're not like staying like stagnant and you know doing the same thing over and over again? Um, I'm very mindful of um, getting inspiration from others, uh, other artists. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murakami? Yeah, Murakami yeah. for sure. I, he's definitely a goal for mine to work with. Uh, I kind of had a taste of that with the clone project where mm-hmm. like some of his traits matched up with mine. Uh-huh. Um, Crazy. But, uh, it, I mean, that's not, it's not the same thing as me working with him. But I don't know, man. I'm just, I always keep an open mind and I make sure to like not be afraid or uh, embarrassed to let others know that I, I, I study a lot of other artists and mm-hmm. take a lot of their like, just inspiration from them. I don't want, you know, everything is inspired by something else. And yeah. to say that you're like the sole like originator of something, mm-hmm. maybe to a certain extent, yes, certain things, but it's like, dude, you got that inspiration from, from something. At the end of the day, and nothing's really original. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I always, you know, 
like that's I'm, when I'm on Twitter and like I see a dope piece by another artist, like I'll retweet it. You know, I'll show a love. I'm not like the type. Oh, this is gonna like take away eyes from my stuff. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. Like one of the, the wealth. That's, no like, that's one of the corniest shit you could do as an oh, artist. Yeah. Like thinking that doing that is gonna take away from your art. Nah. And if you if you think that, then you're not gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. As they say, <laughs> and you know, you're just showing your insecurities. Oh yeah. But sure. yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always studying other artists and stuff like that, and then. Just yeah, man. Always, I always gotta like try to outdo myself. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's my main motivation for sure. Are there any artists that you find uh, yourself garnering inspiration uh, from more so than others? And they don't have to be like solely like you know like yeah, graphic yeah. design artists. You mean like musicians, anything of that. Yeah, sort. and a lot of them don't even reflect my style. Uh, like HR Giger is one of my favorite artists. He's the guy who did a bunch of the Alien. Uh, that's right yeah yeah uh he's he's passed on already but he's definitely one of my favorites uh of james james jean uh fucking goat his his stuff is amazing uh murakami of course Mm -hmm. uh but see that i'm glad you said like other artists too because i'm the type of person that like if i see somebody doing something that they love and being great at it like i get inspiration from that Mm-hmm. Like it could be somebody like uh, like fucking last year, like Joe Burrow, like had an amazing year in college or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I f- I don't even care about LSU like that. But like seeing you watch him, him play and you're like, him play, that's I'm like, an artist. I was like, man, the way he throws it, the way he times everything, that's art. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I get inspiration from that, even yeah. though it has nothing to do with like my my field. You know, and I never went to LSU, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's cool like that. Like even another like. Staying on the topic of football, like everybody hates Alabama, but they're fucking good. Yeah. yeah. And like seeing them rip it every year, like that's like motivation. That's inspiring. Like I'm like, fuck, like I fucking hate them sometimes, but it's yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So greatness inspires me. Setting, they set you know a standard for themselves yeah, and they like just set people, it high. People being great, people just shit. It could be like you, like say you like to fucking like do run, like. And you go and run and you run fucking marathons like that would inspire me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You like to run, right? I do run. Yeah, I seen I you like I seen a picture on your Instagram like you had ran like 11 miles or some shit like that. Nah, like... I think yeah, but I, yeah, but the most I ran is 14 miles. 14. Last it might have been 14, 14 miles, been, yeah, which yeah. is like a mile more than a half a marathon. Man. Wow. Yeah, that it's is a, crazy, man. It's just something. Uh, it's it helps me like clear my mind. I and, love running, and you know it's it's one of those things where it's just you and you're only depending on yourself it's you know it's part of the whole like you know type of like like lone wolf introvert type yeah. of thing and you know it's uh it's a way to stay active and it's just it's it's once once you hit that runner's high and you're in that oh, flow man. state man you feel like you can keep going forever your legs just kind of move themselves yeah they know? really do at a certain yeah. point yeah and but it's it's definitely uh been a really good uh Thing for my mind, for my mental health, for sure. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, you're doing the you're doing the Iron Man here before too long, aren't you? You're doing or, Iron Man? I don't know if it's Iron Man or Spartan. Spartan, Spartan race. That's yeah, what yeah, it is. Is it that marathon race. in February here? Uh, or? nah. There's one in San Antonio in March, but it's basically it's probably like close to what you're talking about. It's basically like uh, a fi- used a five k and a ten k, and on the in the five k, there's like twenty obstacles. And it's like rope climbs, wall climbs, Hell you know, yeah. cr- crawling under barbed wire, getting okay. muddy and monkey bars and all that shit. I think I've seen some friends do that before. Dude, I can't fucking wait, man. I just like, I Are love... Are you ready? You been working out? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I, at the end of the year, I was working out, but I was like, uh, 
I kind of took a break when the year started, but I'm about to get get back with it, man. There you uh, go. I, I I love that shit though, bro. Just like just pushing myself to that limit to where like, damn, I can't fucking breathe right now. You know, yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. even like playing basketball, like I found myself like really liking just like not being able to breathe how I want to. Like I'll like 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 well, we were running back down court, right? And I was waiting for I was on defense, waiting for the, the ball carrier to come come up court, and I was just like. Fucking like out of breath, man. But I was like, I'm I'm loving this right now. Yes, I love this right now, and I I don't know, man. It's awesome. Physical activity is like scientifically proven to put you in a better mood. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't be sedentary and expect to be like feeling like your best self. And and I think we're as humans. I think you know, we're we come from caveman. Yeah, we're meant to be. We're supposed to be moving. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We're not supposed to be refined to a desk. Yeah. All day, you know, doing the whole nine to five grind and all that. So, you gotta stay active somehow. It's important. Speaking of active, man, I know uh, we got South by on the horizon. You excited for that? What are your thoughts there? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I'm excited. I hope it happens. Right. You know, I hope it doesn't get canceled because uh, it's been canceled twice now, right? I believe uh, so. Yeah. And you know, definitely South by. If you know how to get around and move around then South by is always a fucking blast. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you usually, like, you know, do? I buy my South platinum badge off of Craigslist. <laughs> Smart. Uh, and then I just fucking... Uh, I, I'm in this little group of people, man. And shout out to Keegan. Shout out to Ray. Fucking that animals. Boy. Them boys, they're, uh, they know how to get into everything. <laughs> that you're not supposed to be in and mm-hmm. they don't like keegan doesn't even get a badge he just shows he up just he's shows just up like well i'm here now <laughs> he's got his ways i can't talk about how he does it but, uh, <laughs> he's got his ways man and, and we've gotten into a lot of fucking vip parties because mm-hmm. of him and um yeah man our, our thing obviously before this whole covid shit was like man let's hit these open bars let's get hammered during the day yeah you know fucking party and then at night catch like the the shows yeah you know? uh-huh. that's what that's what that's where the vibes were uh and i don't think they're gonna be like that anymore sadly unfortunately I kind of agree unfortunately yeah but as long as there's like something going on uh it would still be cool to be around some of your homies that are yeah. still gonna make it and yeah just kind of chill i mean i get it man you know like it, we there's this thing going on but it's at the end of the day you i think we've been locked down for too long and um folks get stir crazy they want to live life yeah and i mean necessarily don't go out there and fucking start going buck wild but (laughs) you know you gotta live your life yeah you know i don't know it's a it's a definitely a touchy subject to because you know you if you say oh fuck it let's just go party you're gonna sound like an asshole that doesn't care about yeah yeah and then you know, but it's that's why I'm you know, whatever. That's all I, I can say, really. That's but all I hope it happens. I'm no. saying, I'm saying the same, man. I'm saying the same because I've had great memories with you at South by. I've had great memories with South by with my man's here, and it's just a great time all around. And you see awesome musicians you'd have never thought you'd see. I th- I went to uh, Elysium, I think, on Red River, and I saw a Japanese metal band of like sixteen Dude. year olds, and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the last Damn. time South by was here, I, me and Cameron went to a. I think it was a Tokyo or Japan showcase. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bunch of like artists from Tokyo or Japan that flew down to do South by. And it was fucking dope. Like just mm. listening to them. And it, it was such a great experience. Um, 
but yeah, man, it's hopefully something something cool happens. But one of the things that I really, really, one of my most favorite things about South by was getting people in to the parties you were at yep. that weren't supposed to be there. Like it feels <laughs> from, from a simple just slipping off your your VIP yeah. wristband it's and like, throwing it over the fence and then giving it to them. Like hell yeah, you know there's there's always ways around it. But oh yeah. Then you're experiencing good times with your buddies. Yeah, because, you know, it's it, yeah, you're there with your homies. So. What was your fit? If you had to pick, like, a show from South By Pass, <sighs> does there any one stick out where you're like, I cannot believe I was here for this show? Oh, man. There's plenty of them. I mean, just Ilmore alone had some fucking great... <sighs> the like, Ilmore was yeah, <laughs> Ilmore, crazy I back mean, in the day. Yeah, Ilmore. But I would say, even though they, they, they tore... Well, they used to tour frequently, and I've seen them a couple times after that. I think it was like my 2012, 2013, maybe 2014, around around that time. Um, I was doing South By, and it got late at night, and I was by myself. Mm -hmm. And I went to the Media Temple uh, <laughs> showcase at night. Mm -hmm. uh, I had just that was the the beginning of my relationship with them, uh, with Media Temple. And I had just like I won this giveaway on Twitter of their VIP uh, badge yeah. for the night showcase. Nice. And uh, so I went and picked it up uh, during the day, and whatnot. Well, the the headliners were Redman and Method Man. Oh yeah. And I had never seen them live, so you know I went there by myself. Nobody wanted to go, and I just fucking got into the front of the stage, and I you know I don't know how it happened, but. You know how they go crazy on their shows. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've uh, seen Method Man before. Yeah, Method actually. Man fucking started walking on the crowd, like walking yeah. on the crowd, like <laughs> on people's shoulders and hands and shit like that. And he like finished out like a song like like on somebody right next to me and he was using my hand to hold himself. Like Damn. he was holding my hand. I have a video like his, I'm holding his hand and he's just holding my hand and he's just rapping like going at it and it's like the yeah. fucking craziest like that's wild. coolest shit ever like hell me. Like, yeah and i went there by myself like i was like man fuck all y'all i like, nobody wanted to come like <laughs> i'm doing this shit yeah and it, yeah. i'm glad i did like, you know oh yeah it ended up like being a fucking awesome time i have Remember? a pretty embarrassing uh -oh. method man story you take your hat because uh, <laughs> <Nah. laughs> he so, does that too yeah i think he might have done that to somebody at the show that i was at but it, i was at um i don't know if y'all remember the smokers club tours they used yes. to come uh, yeah. here yep. to austin all the time and method man it was like currency somebody else and method man and Method Man was headlining, and Method Man went crazy, bro. He like spit in the air, <laughs> and then like it like landed on his chin, and then he like took it off his chin and like put it back in his mouth, and like some crazy uh... shit. But like crazy show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the show, Method Man's like standing like on the side of the street, you know, uh, by himself. Maybe like two other people trying to like talking to him or whatever. Me and my friend JJ go up to him, right? I'm like, all right, yo, can you sign my hat? Method Man fucking draws the Wu-Tang W on my hat and types in, I mean, types in, draw, uh, writes MEF, M-E-F, yeah. uh, dot, dot, dot. And uh, I just look at it, and I don't know why I said this, but I was just like, all right, whatever. And I put the hat on my head and I walk uh, away. And I was just like, I look back on that moment, I'm like, damn, I had Method Man right in front yeah. of me right there. And I just said, whatever, after he fucking signed my Damn. hat, you know, and I Blow could tell off. by he was kind of saucy that I said that. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's pretty embarrassing, man. Uh, let me get my. Uh, you said your favorite show from South by. I'm gonna get mine off real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. 
it was like Kiss and Fly. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was fucking dope as fuck. It was like it was like uh, Chevy Woods, Wiz Khalifa came out with Chevy Woods. Uh, there was a one time where like Nipsey Hussle, Trey, uh, Yo Gotti, Star-studded. and like two other people were all on stage at the same time, and like just like that was just crazy in itself. Snoop Dogg headlined, Timberland performed, and he was all drunk as hell, uh, just performing songs off his iPod. That was just <laughs> so fucking dope. Uh, fucking BJ the Chicago Kid. It was just a crazy fucking where lineup, was this bro. At? at Kiss and Fly. But where, where, like the, like what part of? I think Kiss and Fly is like the at the. It was at the end of Sixth Street. I can't remember where. I would never. It's a. It was a gay club back then. So I would. I was never there when I was like younger. So I don't really know exactly where it was, but it was the South by title of the venue yeah, was called the Vibe House. Huh. But uh, that I was the Vibe House. Yeah, yeah. That shit was. That shit was really dope, man. Really memorable cool. moment for yeah. sure. How do you think? Uh, how do you think Austin's changed since you? Uh, started out here beyond traffic obviously like <laughs> what do you what is like i feel like it's easy to say like all these out-of-towners just come to austin and just ruin everything da, da, da. but you've been here since like basically like you were a young boy and i think you got a good perspective on how things have really changed in the interim since then so like what's your take on someone local to the area as far as like how austin is now as it stands in like 2022 of all times um this is all jokes before I answer seriously, <laughs> I, I used to drive around with a, uh, a friend of mine, a friend of the family, older guy. Like he's stuck in his ways or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he's like he was like 70, 70 at the time, and uh, we would drive downtown, and he would like look at somebody and be like, just joking around, be like, homeless or hipster, <laughs> just like type shit. Got him. Um, but no, nah, man, I honestly, man, I, I really don't care. Uh, Austin's. I mean, I'm not even from here originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just if you move here, we just definitely it's definitely still chill. It's yeah. still definitely a bubble within the state, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really has changed much when it comes to those core values. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, you definitely seen it. I've you definitely seen it grow. Um, it's more expensive to live here now. Yeah. Um. Uh, traffic and uh but i think for the most part it's a good thing just having other people from everywhere you think uh yeah because i mean as an artist you know you get to uh, experience different cultures oh yeah um and you know meeting new people is actually a great way to foster new ideas and stuff like that because when i went to new york that's what was the cool thing about it uh just like no it felt like no everybody that i met wasn't even from New York. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just Only there. like a couple people, but they were just there. They've been there the whole time and and it was cool meeting all these people from like different like backgrounds and stuff. And I think that's like the same thing with like Vegas. Like nobody like really nobody's from there really. Everybody People just go to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's it's the same thing. The first time I ever went to Vegas, like I met I actually kept a little journal. Every time I met somebody and had like a actual interaction with them, I would write down where they were from, mm-hmm. and I ended up with like this book of like people from all over the world. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. think that's kind of like what Austin's kind of turning to. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like um, people like to joke around and, and compare it to like the new LA or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I, you know, 
besides the obvious like traffic and shit like that i mean I just think different for the most people part, yeah it's just as long as you know they're cool i mean for the most i haven't ran into like any issues where like somebody that's not from here is acting an ass or something yeah but that's just obviously my experience i don't know from what i see going on in other places okay. generally speaking i feel very good about living in austin true the, yeah. the one thing i would say and I, I can't ignore it is the the pushing of the lower class further and further away from their homes because they can't afford it yeah that's the negative part of it you know but it comes with the territory of you want your city to evolve and you know get better grow grow, improve all these different it's it's definitely a balance but yeah that's the one thing i will acknowledge that's you know unfortunately a lot of communities Mm -hmm. people of color unfortunately yeah yeah are getting pushed out Folk, folks on the east side can't getting more pushed anymore. out. And I now. would say that's definitely a negative thing of the, of the whole thing. If yeah, really it's it's a t- if, if I really had to point one out, that's for sure one of it. And I think, it, and it's been going on for a while too. Uh, I mean, uh, no matter like the actual intention, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, people. You know, I, yeah. Of course, it is to improve uh, the spaces and everything like that. But I feel like, you know, a, not a long. I guess like before that that wave it was just basically like just cutting off and limiting the opportunity of colored people you know and that's kind of why it's a sensitive subject for me man because a lot of people don't really know that they don't really know that like there's things in place to limit and disenfranchise colored people you know and that's when you get people talking about like oh that's like the kind of people who can say things like you know, slavery was a long time ago. Get over it, or like, you know, people say people yeah. that those things come out of people's mouths. You know, and it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of people need to be educated. You know, and as far as just things like it, that. To be honest, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. slavery was not. <laughs> to be honest, not yeah. That yeah. Long ago. yeah, when you, in uh, retrospect, I mean, yeah, 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 no, I mean, our country's what, like two hundred something years old, yeah. very like young that. country. Yeah, so you know, slavery was not that long ago. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. You definitely gotta, you know, respect people. You know, just respect people. Respect yeah. people. Learn from people. Most definitely. But yeah, that's definitely one of the bad things that that I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Could you picture yourself course. living anywhere else? Yeah, definitely. Where, where uh, would I would you think I would always think this would be like home base, though. Yeah. My my thing with here is uh, I fucking hate the summers here. It's very hot, humid. Man. So eventually, you know, if everything works out and everything keeps going well, I want to have like a a home here that I come and chill here during like fall <laughs> and winter and then once summer hits just fucking take off to somewhere where going to Miami um, that's, <laughs> that's even worse the fucking <laughs> it's hot over there <laughs> but Miami is fucking cool to party man yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet uh, it is fucking cool but I mean I just want to live like high 60s low 70s oh. year round bro wherever that so takes cozy. me San Francisco yeah, I'd rather go to San Francisco to be honest. Because uh, I've been to LA a lot of times, um, but I've only landed in San Francisco, and I I like the vibe. Uh-huh. Uh But yeah, I mean, somewhere just cool. You, uh, I can't unless you had had more to say on no, this you subject. Go for it. Uh, I want to talk about the Pokemon card, the Charizard, the Japanese oh. Charizard. Is that a holographic yeah, Charizard yeah, yeah, that yeah. you have, man? Yeah. Where the fuck did you get that, man? So check it out. Um, two of my homies, shout out to my homie James and Mark. Uh, they were, I don't know, they 
fucking started collecting cars. They obviously everybody's been collecting since they were kids, but for some reason back in 2016, these fools, I don't know where or how, got a hold of like some cards mm-hmm. like for retail. Like back when their pack was like a, still back then, the pack was probably like eight dollars, whatever the yeah. fuck the packs oh, yeah. were, real cheap. So they these guys were um, getting them from this connect on, on eBay. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And he, they just got a Damn. bunch of like the old school like vintage shit. And they would like rip them and they they got lucky and they hit on them. And, <laughs> you know, then obviously they're older, so they would like sleeve them up and put them up and not yeah, fuck yeah. with them. Uh, kind of find out, like, I started hanging out with them again, like, a couple, couple years later. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I started, I think my, my homie Sean, shout out to Sean, he started getting me back into collecting. And um, I just bought my whole, my friend was, uh, selling his whole collection a binder mm-hmm. with the it had that charger in it and everything uh because he was trying to buy his lady his uh engagement ring oh wow so i bought the i bought the whole binder off of him <laughs> for like i think like 1200 bucks 1400 something like that and it had a bunch of like old school shit like that yeah, yeah. and uh steel. that's how i became the owner of that card uh, and, I, and then I sent it in to get graded and whatever, and it got like a nine and a half. But that's from my, that's from the t- 2016 though. It's not like uh-huh. um, it's not like the old old first one, but it's still yeah. like a nice little cool thing to have, you know? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it looks it looks yeah, fucking no, it, awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, you know, the, the, I used to have the first edition original one back in the day uh-huh. in fifth grade, but I put it. I don't know if you remember back in the day when you used to rent out books from the school library. Mm-hmm. It had that sleeve in the front. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You put that card. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My dumbass thought I was smart, <sighs> and I put it in there, oh. thinking nobody was gonna look in the book. And I went out to Reese's, came back, and that oh, shit was gone. Oh yeah. man, somebody got him. Somebody got Tough. me, man. Damn, they so, probably they probably don't even have it anymore, yeah, man. It's so probably lost from the fucking yeah. archives of the world, man. Yeah. Uh, well, shit, we got five minutes left, man. I think we should wrap it up unless you got something else, man. I think that's pretty much everything. I like I said, it's been super amazing having you on as a guest, Zaid. It's been an Fuck absolute yeah, pleasure catching up, and you know we've been homies for a minute now. We got a bunch of homies that, you know, we still keep in contact with that might not be around as much anymore or not around at all. Shouts to, like, Pi. Shouts to, like, you know, that that boy Brooke and all just all the cats from back in the day that we keep in our hearts through and through. And I would say really just, like, what's something that you want to leave the people off with as far as, like, just a general go-off, like, thing you should take with you after viewing this episode? Man, I just, I just be fucking cool, man. Like, <laughs> just respect people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, put out the energy that you want to get back. And I am a firm believer that, you know, if you put out some good energy out there, you'll get it back. If you put out bad energy, you'll get it back. And, man, just be mindful, really. That's to be mindful of other people and just, you know, move with empathy and love in your heart. And, man, I promise you everything will work out. But you got to work, too. But, as long as you add the work plus that, man, you should be good. Yeah, and uh, if you want to follow me on the socials, it's Sade Curtsy. Just Google it and they'll come up. I don't know. Whatever. Nice, nice. and easy. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. You got to put it. in the work and be fucking awesome to everybody. No. Don't be fucking disrespecting. Don't do it. This the fucking <laughs> Loose Cannon Show. Shelly Nix. Dylan Harkins. The boy Zade, he brought us some fucking stickers. We drinking cheap wine. We stick it up we with good. the menage a trois. We out. <laughs> <laughs> yes.